everybody welcome to schmuck boys with your favorite schmuck girls i think we've had a really great episode coming through for the past few weeks we're doing a really good stretch first we talked about can guys and girls really be friends which is quite controversial and fun loved all your responses but today is also going to get a little interesting but of course we have to start with relationship statuses of the week So Marla started us off last time with a huge cliffhanger. So I feel like we should, you know, it's only fair if we should just go back to the cliffhanger. Wait, what was the cliffhanger? You know, you shared a lot of tea about your trip. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still single. Nothing's changed in terms of that. Because I I, I would just like to put it out there. Um, There are some chats that we are all in recently, and a lot of people would like to seek out Marla. And we're just trying to figure out, can they seek out Marla? Oh, God. I, I mean, I get text messages. Maxine gets text messages. Marla's like a hit. You know what I'm saying? I can't tell you how many people either message me or like in person IRL are like, oh, is Marla single? And <laughs> I just don't know what to say. Oh, my God. okay. Well, okay. Let's put her on the spot. From a technical, technical standpoint, my label is single, but I'm not, I'm not actually dating like anyone I'm not interested in dating anyone I am giving my current full attention to medical school guy who I visited last month had a great time there things are good with us we talk and FaceTime like almost every day I mentioned last episode he was supposed to visit next week very sadly he can't come anymore he has a really big exam the following week for medical school so he really needs to focus on that that work-life balance guys that we yeah. talked about make sure your boundaries are in check even before you're officially dating mm-hmm. exactly but i mean i feel good about where we stand i think in the next coming weeks he will be figuring out where he's going to be next year for his research year so that'll be kind of helpful for us to figure out our next steps because we both discussed that we see this as something serious and we want it to be in the future but we want to also be able to know okay if we're in a relationship what would that look like and once he knows where he's going to be next year then we can actually see if that would work for us depending on where he'll be totally yeah those are that's really my update with that if if I get asked out I'm just like um I'm focused on someone else at the moment (laughs) because that's how I feel which honestly is I'm not someone that normally gives my full attention to one person in the past I've always been someone that's like going on a first date and then the next week I'm going on a second date and then maybe I'm also going on a third date with someone like around the same time I'm normally not someone that puts all my eggs in one basket but um this is a time where I I feel like it's worth it and I want to try to just give my attention to one person. Yeah. And then Passover is coming up. I'm going to be going home to my parents in Connecticut and my brother just got back from Israel. So this will be our first Passover as a family together in like three years. Wow. Really nice. Yeah. How long is your brother here for? That's a funny thing. So I kept, I didn't know whether to say he was visiting or returning for good because he currently does not have a return flight to Israel. So 
every time I ask him what his plan is, he doesn't give a straight answer. Um, so I think he's once he needs to, he's been in yeshiva for a few years in Jerusalem. I think now he wants to go back to work. So he's just trying to figure out what that'll look like. So I'm not really sure, but he's at least here for the time being. So it's kind of funny because now both my sister and my brother who are older than me are living at home with my parents again. And I'm the only one that's living on my own. (laughs) But yeah, so it would be nice to be home right now, but also probably hectic. And I'm kind of liking being on my own. (laughs) Do not blame you. Yeah, those are, I think, all... My updates, really. I'm trying to think if I can think of anything, but I think that is it. What about you guys? What's up in in your lives and your updates? Me as I'm checking my camera roll to see what I've missed since the toilet clock. Um, (laughs) I did, in fact, get a lovely cleaner to make sure that we're good with the toilet situation. So there's that. No worries, guys. My Passover cleaning was clean, more than just the toilet clogging situation. Um, I went to Albany and got to see a lot of Jack's college friends, which was a lot of fun. Um, And it was Maxine's birthday. Oh, yeah. Party that occurred. And it was a lot of fun. We finally got a picture with Maxine, Henry, me and Jack. And then one of the three of them. So that that's pretty cute and fun. And then I actually started a new job um, next week. I'm really excited about, I'm not going to share what it is just yet until I start, but just really excited to start getting in routine again and do more with social media. So those are my updates. Also, I have two gifts um, that I'm staring at right now that are for Maxine that she doesn't know what they are. I'm like very intrigued because Libby has really been hyping up these gifts. And I'm just like, funny. Oh my God. Um, well, since we last left off, let's see, what have I done in the past few weeks? Um, Well, last weekend, I went to my best friend's bachelorette party, um, and it was actually so, so fun. We had the best time. It was really great vibes. It was in Atlantic City. I really didn't expect Atlantic City to be as much fun as it was, but I think it had a lot to do with the people, and it was just planned really well. Shout out to myself and to two other friends of mine Shout out to um, myself <laughs> myself and to two other friends it was great though um it was a more you know it was a more religious crowd so Friday night we got to have a really fun Shabbat dinner in our suite at the hotel it was really nice we brought in food from Long Island and then you know we just kind of spent Shabbat hanging out playing games sitting by the pool it was super fun and then and then Saturday night was like our going out night and we did the whole like bachelorette thing and it was super fun we all had a great time um and then yeah Libby mentioned it but this past Thursday we I had a birthday party um my actual birthday is coming up this Friday but because of Pesach and it being the first dater we decided to celebrate it a little early so it was really really fun um honestly like Libby and Henry really really helped out with this party and of course Rabbi Eliyahu and Shay from Chabad 
they really helped out. Um, I think it's really important to mention that this party took place at Chabad. <laughs> for context. two favorite things, people and Chabad. It was amazing. Um, we had music and food and cake and so many fun friends. It was a great time. Um, honestly, just super fun all around. My parents made an appearance. That was really fun. Yeah, I got to meet Maxine's parents. That's finally. so cute. I didn't know they surprised you. <laughs> My parents got to meet Jack. They love him. Um, and so that was really fun. Honestly, and then- I think Maxine's parents approval is what makes it, you know? It's like the kosher certification. Like. Oh, yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's, it's the, the Jeffrey and Cynthia check, we'll call it. Um, but it was super fun. And then the weekend was really nice. I had a college friend visiting for Shabbos. Um, so we, you know, we went to Chabad. We went to synagogue on, on Saturday. Saw a lot of people. Great time. Um, and then Saturday night, um, my life's dreams became true when I went to the Omer Adam concert, where I quite literally knew half of the audience. <laughs> um, it was like one of those things where everywhere you turned, you just knew people. But it was amazing. I went with my best friend, Daniela, and her dad and her brother and his friends. Like, it was a huge group there. And we just, like, knew everyone. It was crazy. Um, and then Sunday, Henry and I celebrated my birthday together since, as I mentioned, it's on Passover this year. So we had a really great time. We went to Dave and Buster's um, and then we went to Mocha Red. And overall, this birthday, it hasn't even happened yet. And it's been so amazing. So it's been like a birth week. It's been a birth week. It's been crazy. I picked up my cap and gown yesterday for graduation Um, And I think that is one of the craziest things ever. And I've been like taking awkward selfies in it because I think it looks so funny. But yeah, super crazy that graduation is upon us. When when is graduation? So graduation is May 13th, which is a Friday. Um, I know. I mean, I have to get through finals first. So let's hope Mm -hmm. for the best. But (laughs) yeah, graduation. Wait, so it's one month until you're an official lawyer? No, one month until I get the JD. Oh, right. And then the bar and Uh, then official lawyer. I'm going to have the summer. That is not fun. Um, But I will be studying for the bar all summer. And I'm taking it in July. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, it's it's crazy times. Have to make it through finals, graduate, and then the studying begins craziness wait I have a question for you guys um with Passover coming up I'm assuming you guys both keep Passover right yeah 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 so do I and did you guys keep it your whole lives or like did you ever have like growing up where like some of your friends like didn't keep it and like you kept it and it was just kind of like an interesting dynamic when you're like around them but like they're eating things and you can't eat them or I mean Maxine you're literally school. college mm-hmm. literally yeah. college in a nutshell I mean I think for me growing up you know our house was like a thousand percent Passover 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 and then you go to college and I think you know I did the best I could I I kept it, just it as much seems as like every other week to every other student exactly so. like you're on campus your friends want to do this they want to go to a bar where nothing is Passover friendly. They want to 
go out to dinner where and honestly even once I came into the city and like graduating I think even the past few years have been pretty difficult you know with most of my friends you know I think there's different levels of keeping it I think either you're like a thousand percent a thousand percent you could also keep Passover and you know still like go out to a restaurant and just not get bread some people do that and I think you know when you have friends that are at different levels of keeping it sometimes conversations can get a little bit awkward or plans can get a little bit awkward just because you might keep it to a different level than your friend does. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and everyone, you know, everyone has the right to do it in the way that they feel most comfortable, you know, for some people eating matzah is their Passover, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's fine. But I definitely think, you know, there's so many different levels of observing Passover and, it it definitely could get awkward, you know, like being out and about in the city with your friends. But I think this year, at least for me, I think will be a lot easier just because the, the satyrs are over the weekend. I'm going home. Henry's coming to great neck with me. We're ready for it. It's going to be a time. It's holidays with Bay. Oh my and God. It's so exciting. I know. Remember when he used to be called mystery man? I kind of yeah, missed it. Hi mystery man. We, we love that name still, but <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I'll go home for the weekend for the satyrs. I'll come back for like a few days of classes during you know, the week. And then the second days are a weekend too. So I'm just going to probably go home again. You know, I I think that'll just make life easier for me. I think it's funny because I feel like Passover is similar to Yom Kippur in the sense that when you're near that holiday and you're someone that's dating, and if you find out whether the person you're going to go out with keeps the holiday or not, it becomes one of those green flag, red flag situations. Like I remember, I again, like someone I was dating during COVID and was like, oh, are you keeping Passover? I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I agree entirely. I think that, you know, when you're dating someone, those two holidays, I think are such like indications of your compatibility because I feel like Passover is like a very, it's a, it's a week, you know, and it's the hardest week in the, in the year. Yeah. and Like I personally find Yom Kippur to be easier than Passover. It's one day. It's one day. Mm -hmm. And it's either you eat or you don't eat. And, you know, but (laughs) Passover, there's, there's so many levels, you know, there's so many levels to it because like I said, you know, it could be that you're a thousand percent kosher for Passover only by foods that are kosher for Passover, like not going out to restaurants that aren't kosher for Passover. Mm-hmm. Or you could say like, oh, I'm just not eating bread this week. But, you know, then it's like, oh, you're, you know, you go and get a coffee. You don't even think about it. Mm-hmm the stuff in it has corn syrup or something, you know, mm-hmm. it's the little things like that. So I think if you're not on the same page with someone, when it comes to observing a holiday like this, it can lead to a lot of difficulties in a relationship because like, Oh, my, my significant other is going to Dunkin' Donuts and getting like a caramel latte, but I'm not doing that on Passover because like, that's, you know, it's not enough. Yeah. So it definitely can. It's like the weird conversations like that that you don't even think about. I remember Jack and I were long distance during Passover and then he like came home for like part of it or no, it was like the end of it. He had gone back to school. So he like split it half and half. And 
we like we ordered like the best Passover food we could at Talia Steakhouse. And I remember being like, I'm so into you. Like, this is so nice. Like, look at us having bougie Passover food together. This is so nice. Um, And even like when we were FaceTiming and he was at school and and he's eating like his matzo sandwich. I'm like, wow, like I can relate to you. Like, this is great. I love that. A matzo sandwich is the best. But it's like the little moments where I'm like, you know what? Like that, that's sweet. Yeah, you can share it with someone, which is nice. Yeah. So guys, with everything that we're saying, um, this is your sign to go grab a piece of matzo, whether it's shawarma. Shwar- how do you? Shawarma. I almost said shawarma. Shawarma. Whether shmora matza, you know, chocolate matza, whatever you vibing with, and make sure to give half to you know your date or someone important to you. Um, this is that sign. Yes, we will make a graphic, a t-shirt, whatever you need. This is your sign to share a piece of matza with someone important in your life. And with that, get ready for a fun family episode um, about you know the interactions of family and Jewish dating within your life. I think you guys will like this one. So what's up, schmuck boys? We're here with Excuse My Grandma, Kim and Gail, who not only have had an incredible, close and endearing relationship with one another, but started a podcast, Excuse My Grandma. The podcast talks about generational differences of dating, relationships, and of course, incredible advice. The two of them have been seen on Rachel Ray, Picks 11, and now we are blessed to have them here. So welcome, guys. Thanks for having having us. And guys, how do we start every Schmuck Boys episode? Oh, so we start every Schmuck Boys episode by asking our guests what their relationship update of the week is. And we say week because we know that, you know, every week could be different. So... If you guys want to give us a little update on any dating you've done or dating for the last 5,000 weeks, no more, (laughs) for a million trillion years, 58 years together. So I have no update, (laughs) except that I got very nice Valentine flowers. And uh, we went out for dinner last night, had a very lovely dinner. Uh, My husband. I helped you pick your outfit. We put that on TikTok. You helped me pick my outfit. Do you see that one yet or no? Yes, it was cute. I had my red shoes. I saw the outfit. Very cute. And um, she's doing a good job keeping me up to date. Oh, thanks. Um, I got flowers too yesterday. Unclear from who. Oh, (laughs) I saw that. You have an admirer. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. Either that or they lost the card. Oh, no. Or or it wasn't meant for for you. (laughs) That's very possible. Take it. Keep it. Whatever. She literally posts on her story. She's like, someone please come forward. (laughs) No one came forward yet. So, um, yeah. Either that or somebody in our building is missing her lovely rose. (laughs) Wait, how iconic if like someone comes forward, you end up dating and down the line he tells you, yeah, that wasn't me. That would be funny. Yeah, there were like some rando people who have like never, who don't even follow me, who like somehow stumbled on my account were like, what if they were for me, winky face? I'm like, well, I know they're not because you don't have my address, but. um, Good try. Yeah, just single. um, Good. No. Single is good right now. Same here. (laughs) Single is good. It's a good club. It's a good club. Exactly. No rush to get into a relationship that's not good. So wait for the right guy to come along. I love that. Ask your advice yet? No, they didn't ask my (laughs) advice, but I don't want them to rush. 
We're sitting here and we're talking to a grandma and a granddaughter, okay? And they're both talking about dating. So how did you do that? How did how did you come up with the idea? How is this working for you right now? So we've always had this relationship of talking about dating and whatever else in our lives. Um, we grew up, I grew up a block away from her. But uh, during the pandemic, I, I'm from New York City and my grandma was living in Florida and I came down here to live with her for that and work and work. And so I was working remotely. I was working in journalism for a few years. And eventually I would, you know, I was going on dates while I was here and I had to explain things to her, like sliding into the DMs and ghosting. And she was swiping through my apps for me and picking out my outfits and getting very, very invested. And so then we were like, we should start a podcast to both describe to grandma's friends, the like millennial terms of today. And also for my friends to get the wisdom and advice that she has about dating and relationships. As she said, she's been married for 58 years. And so then we started that. We started bringing on tons of guests. Uh, and then we started our TikTok shortly after, uh, which is our biggest platform. And yeah, the yeah, rest and, is this And a star was born. Two. <laughs> Two stars were born. No, just you. One. No. <laughs> That's amazing. And do, how do you think that this whole experience has affected your relationship? I think it makes us understand each other better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when when you casually talk on the phone and say, you know, I like this uh, idea about dating or that, it's not the same as living it and being together 24-7. So it can be somewhat annoying to her, to Kimmy, but I think it's been an interesting experience for me because it's opened up. I mean, we never dated like this mm-hmm. uh, when I was your age. So when I was your age, I already had children. So it was mm-hmm. <laughs> we went from our parents' house to our husband's home usually. And that was the norm in the 50s and the early 60s. Mm-hmm. So there is a difference of perspective and neither one is right or wrong, but I do see um, validity in both sides now. And I understand it a lot more. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. And Kim, were you at all nervous to be sharing these you know, details of your dating life with your grandmother or did it just kind of come naturally? It's very natural. I would say I share more even like off mic than I do on. So it's it's not that hard for me. Um, but I do have to stay accountable. Like I think, whereas when I wasn't telling her every detail before, I would maybe repeat mistakes or think that like, you know, do things that uh, maybe weren't the like smartest decision. And now like every two seconds, she'd be like, did he text you back yet? He hasn't texted you back. He's not interested. Move on. You know? And it's well, like, we also had a lot of very interesting speakers and, and, yeah. and people on our show over the last year mm-hmm. who've given us, I mean, we're not psychiatrists. We're not psychologists. We're just giving out advice that, from our personal perspectives, but we've had people on who've really given us uh, some wonderful advice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you think about it, dating today because of apps and, and all this stuff is very, very complicated. Mm-hmm. And especially I think for girls or women, they need to be a little wary and a little mm-hmm. careful. And so there are lots of steps that we've learned. Yeah. Well, I professionals. like professionals mm-hmm. in the dating sphere. And then also like males that come right. on our podcast, yeah. like mm-hmm. getting someone like Jared Freed, he's a comedian, not an expert, but like I love him. Has such a good perspective on male date dating from like, you know, just clearing things up mm-hmm. that we overanalyze. So like people mm-hmm. like that, that it was very necessary to have conversations with. Yeah. Some of the guys are much more traditional than the women we've had on. I mean, really? I think, yeah, I think some of them are, you know, old fashioned daters. Yeah, maybe. 
Ben Higgins for sure. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, he's I mean, quite I, traditional. The I, Bachelor. Uh, yeah, I, I think we and you know certainly the lawyers and the doctors all seem to have doctors and lawyers. We got a we got a lawyer in the house. A lawyer to me. We have a few more months to go, but you're, uh, you're my favorite because that's what I wanted Kimmy to do. You're my favorite. <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my last year of law school right now. And I can say there's a very vast array of guys in my school. And it's so interesting to see like how they all interact with each other and, you know, seeing all the students outside of school. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> And so, Kim, with your background within, you know, you mentioned journalism. How do you think that served you with everything you're doing now with the podcast? Because like, now you're doing this full time. Yeah. yeah, we're creating content full time. It helped a ton. Um, definitely in. So I was a producer and a on-air reporter. So I was used to writing interview questions. Uh, most of our episodes now are interviews. So that, of course, comes in handy. Booking guests like knowing how to approach that and have those connections, even with like press and having those relationships. Um, all of that really came in handy from working in television and media. And now I feel like we see a lot of people being like, yeah, I'm going to create my own content, my own business, whatever it is. And um, especially now when like everyone's remote and you know, like you kind of lose the teamwork effort of being in a group. So I think people are like, why not just go off on my own? And mm. it paid off so far. I think. Yeah. Well, that's one of the problems that you had. You were so upset about this because you had a wonderful job, but it was, you were back on your own and you're producing shows from your own living room. Uh, that was depressing. And you didn't have, you're not part of a team with this coat, you know, when it was really COVID. Mm-hmm. Now that things are going back. Perhaps things will change a little bit more, but you gained like a, almost a, a business school degree from this uh, podcast. Yeah, you have to learn. Yeah. Let's just tell her that. So, what about you, Grandma? Like, Grandma never worked. So, Grandma is learning how to have a schedule that is up to my boss over here. <laughs> my <laughs> boss. She, I love that. <laughs> keeps me very, very motivated. And the truth of the matter is, I also have to put my makeup on at eight o'clock in the morning because she's always filming me. <laughs> very difficult. I don't want to. I have a. I have a following now. I can't let them down. A bunch of old ladies looking at Grandma. <laughs> That's really great. We're having fun. We are having fun. And what does grandpa think of it? Grandpa's proud of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he likes it. He doesn't want to be a part of it. <laughs> but he talks about it to everybody. So, I mean, anybody that'll listen to him, he starts bragging about his granddaughter. That's and, nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, he's very excited. But yeah, so it. many people on TikTok are like, we need a poppy reveal. Like, when is it going to happen? It's never going to happen. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe at half a million once. followers, I would do a video. Right. All right. All right. But well, if you can it. persuade him, I don't know. You have to sneak <laughs> behind him. And <laughs> don't even tell him that the camera's no, there. No, like, no one say a word. Maybe if he's wearing like a mask or something, if it's just the eyes. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Uh, that would be so funny. I guess who? <laughs> I just like lead it up that he's like, you know, yeah, someone yeah. else. Right. Oh, yeah. We can pretend it's like Dr. Phil or someone. <laughs> exactly. That's iconic. And so, Kim, in like the trajectory of starting, so you started out single, then you were in a relationship, and then you had to announce on your podcast that you weren't no longer. What was that experience like for you? You know what? Sometimes I think that people don't pick up on my relationship status because we focus so much on 
We try um, not to talk about. We try not to talk. I mean, like, I, I love sharing like our dynamic, but I don't always share like every dating personal detail anymore. Um, but yeah, people have picked up on that, and uh, no hard feelings at all. It was actually quite a nice relationship, and um, you know, in the I would say the first half of our podcast, I was dating and sharing that. Then probably the largely the second half I was in that relationship and it didn't really change the way we approached interviews or, or made our content. Um, so I'm sure being single again, if anything, it'll create a few new ideas, but I don't know how much it would really like change it didn't things, really matter. but yeah, I think from every relationship, like we all gain some new knowledge that we'll take into our next one. And you became yeah. a wine sommelier. Yeah. My ex is super into wine. I think. <laughs> Well, having a podcast, though, did you feel like you were indebted, like you had to say something? Like, can you speak on that? Yeah, I I felt like I did just because for a few reasons, Um, there's been like people who've said to me, like, wait, I'm confused. In one episode, you said you were dating and then you like weren't. And I felt like I just wanted to give an update even if it wasn't a whole long thing I did, mm-hmm. but I didn't, um, I didn't do it like the day of, I did it, you know, a week or two right. later. Um, I thought that was fine. And then really like, I guess on social media, like I felt weird going about my day and like posting our fun videos when I was like kind of sad. So I felt like I had to say something to just to up. be organic. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Because We've talked a lot about relationships and social media and what happens when your role as a job is social media and people know of that relationship. Like, do you owe people your business? You know, that's a concept. I think you just have to do a heads up so that nobody thinks you're you're fibbing to them. I I, Mm -hmm. I think that's it's not anybody else's business if you're with somebody or you're not with somebody. But since we you, Kim spoke about mm-hmm. it on the podcast, we felt that it would just be the honest thing to do. Just yeah. get it out there and then move on because we really didn't ever discuss. That's it. the thing, too. Like if I was in every episode talking about my right, relationships, right. I, of course, would have given like a very serious update. But right. some people said to me like, oh, wait, I didn't even know you had a boyfriend exactly. this whole time. Right. So you were me, very subtle about it. Yeah, it didn't feel like such a like priority to to talk about, but yeah, like I thought it was worth a mention. Mm-hmm. And now that you guys, you know, have had this podcast and started to grow, and especially on TikTok, do you feel for you, Kim, that you any pressure at all when you're dating in like to maintain any type of like image type of thing? No. Um I feel like, cause even, you know, it's not like we talk about being super single or super in a relationship. It's mm-hmm. just like getting tools and getting advice and talking about like how to stay close with family and how kind of those values. So I think like, as I said, I think the podcast would be the same, whether I was in a relationship or, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like, no, I don't feel, I don't feel, I naturally like love dating and that's, I mean, that's how this started because I think I went on like, Oh my gosh, maybe 30 dates last winter. We can, oh, we can 30 people. compare numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm people. sure. Oh, yeah. You and Marla, I wanted to say. They were very nice. A lot of them were really yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, no, like, I mean, maybe one or two weren't, right, but like, right. but like mostly um, it was more just like going the opposite extreme. I think I was in a relationship for, for almost five years, I think. Wow. And um, so then I, when oh, COVID, college, college romance. Well, yeah, you're making you very young. You're only 25. Right. Okay. So, um, but five that, years is still a long time, for, especially for someone that young, though. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. He was a sweet guy. So then I went the other extreme, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of got dating fatigue. So yeah, I just like, I enjoy dating and, and I think I'll like continue to enjoy that, but I don't think I'm going to do the apps this time. Yeah. Well, I li- you are preaching to the choir. I da- dated so much in the past few years. And right before Thanksgiving, I was like, I'm getting off hinge. I'm going to try to, like, I try to meet people like the more natural way, like Shabbat dinners and things like that. Like I can't just like continue to swipe and do that. You heard that guy. Just- dinners. <laughs> It's funny actually hearing Gail, you say, oh, he was sweet and things like that because yeah. there's been a handful of times where I'll go out on dates with guys and I'll tell my mom about, oh, like, oh, like he was sweet, whatever. A couple of weeks later, I'll come back home. She's like, oh, like, are you still talking to that guy? I'm like, oh no, like I ended it. Like he's great, but I'm not into it. And she's like, well, Marla, like, why not? Like, don't, he's, I feel bad for him. Like he really liked you. I'm like, mom, like, you're on my side. Why are you, why do you care about his feelings? <laughs> Well, I remember think- that one guy who like kept driving and you were like, I, liked he li- him. I know I liked him, but I was like, I don't. But you- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't care. He was a nice guy. Maybe he'll but come- nice. Isn't like nice should be the standard. That's the baseline. Like just because they're nice. Oh, doesn't. You meet an awful lot of guys that are not nice. So I think True. nice becomes really something very important to in my day, we vetted our, our like guys. Your parents our parents vetted them and we were, you know, we were more fixed up mm-hmm. uh, or met them at school. So we really knew who we were dating. I certainly wouldn't mm-hmm. have dated a stranger. I think there's more pressure with introducing to the parents now than there used to be. Well, now I think it's it, it's you've gotten very you feel that you're very serious. Nobody meets the parents until, gosh, a, a way down the line, which I think we've discussed this, I think, is a mistake because I think parents and siblings can see something in your in your date, whether it be the girl or the fellow. It works both ways that sometimes they see something that they don't like and don't, don't think it's right for you. And I think parents and your brothers or sisters have your feelings first. And um, uh, so I think they should meet families. Family should. It doesn't mean that you're going to get engaged. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a natural occurrence, especially if you're so while. No, I, I agree entirely. Like in my past relationships, my parents and my friends definitely saw things that I did not see or realize. And sometimes they would tell me in the moment, a lot of times they would wait until I figured it out for myself. But like when I got out of my last relationship, my parents after, like, we had a lot of debriefing after, you know, like the day that my breakup happened, I spent hours just talking to my parents and literally like they saw so many intricate details that it then took me a couple of months to start recognizing. But in the relationship I'm in now, like he met my parents very early on. And a lot of people were surprised about that. And my first reaction was just kind of like, no, like I want him to meet my parents as soon as possible. Like not too soon, not like on our second date, but I like, I want my parents to see who I'm going out with. Like that's very important to me. Good. I agree with you. Yeah. I think the difference is just like a lot of people now they, since they're, they don't live with their parents anymore. Right. So it's not like never they're picked up for the date that their parents are there. It's like some people don't live in the same state as their parents. So correct. Now we understand that. Oh, you do. Okay. I think I understand that. Okay. <laughs> so how do you guys deal with talking about different trends that are maybe from either before or like after your time? Do you guys try to explain it in the moment? Do you ever do research on your own? How do you kind of navigate that? Always explain it in the moment, I would say. Um like we have a 
series on TikTok where we like I quiz grandma on different modern terms or like I have her interpret text messages. So if a guy sends you up before she would have been like, what do you mean? Are you up now? You like know the context. (laughs) So um, (laughs) yeah. So like with that stuff, I'll do like research just to get the terms to like create a video. But um, in the moment, like if we're interviewing guests, like something happened the other day, someone, maybe it was like, you know, um, body count or something yes. like that, or, you know, like things like that, where in the moment, like, I didn't think, Oh, I have to explain to grandma what that is. Or if someone's like, not like DMS, but cause now no, you know you what that explain, is, but, but you have to explain certain terms to me because really it's not anything I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but that's fine. I like, that's what the whole podcast is about that different generations can understand each other and can speak to each other with respect. You know, I respect her generation for what they're doing and, mm-hmm. and they somehow will give us the same respect and understanding from where we came from. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the middle is probably the right approach. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think either way is a hundred percent perfect yeah i mean you're definitely the grandma who would know the most that's happening right now well (laughs) i've been lucky so one thing i'm curious about is through your discussions obviously i'm sure you've noticed differences between dating then and dating now but were there any things that you were surprised to actually be on the same page about or find similarities between dating then and dating now good question not too much (laughs) similarities Well, we're all, we're still look, I say this all the time. Well, actually I think it all the time. I don't know if I say it, but, um, we're all looking for the same thing since the beginning of time. You know what I was listening to? If you've ever seen Casablanca, you know, that song as time goes Goes by, by. Mm -hmm. like a kiss is still a kiss, a gaze is still a gaze or whatever it is. It's like, you like since the beginning of time, we've all been looking for fulfilling romantic relationships. It's just the way we go about it that differs. Mm-hmm. So of course that's the same. And I think, I think that I am actually quite traditional mm-hmm. in a lot of my values. I go, I go about it in a very modern way, but I still like, like chivalry and all of those things. And and you still want to be married and you still want to have children and you still want to do very much what your mom did and your grandmother did and her, and her mom did. So it's right. not like you're breaking some mold. You're just doing it in your own way. And I think that's just fine. Uh, sometimes I think you younger girls are making it a little too difficult. And uh, that is another conversation to be had at another time. I mean, I think we're playing the cards we were dealt, to be honest. Well, I think Mm -hmm. what happens is you start looking at something that's, that's never going to happen. You you have unrealistic expectations of what your, your guy would be. And I think that's a big, a big difference from when the fifties and sixties, we sort of knew the parameters. We were lived in a neighborhood. We knew that we were going to find somebody from basically our, whether it be synagogue or church or wherever, or our school where we went to. And we weren't reaching for something that wasn't within our realm. It's like, and- I want to blame it on Disney and the rom-coms, which yeah. I, which I both love and were raised on, mm-hmm. but then also yeah, you, you had that. So that's why I don't know. We had it, but you know what? We also were much more realists and our mothers would mm-hmm. say, first of all, we, nobody was going to sleep with anybody on uh, and having sex very much. I mean, then you were known as a loose girl and you probably wouldn't have gotten a husband. Those, those things are the big value difference. And so if you wanted to have sex, you got married. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking about a kissing in the backseat of a car, which was a big Necking. activity. Backseat bingo. Yeah. See, I learned things too. Yeah. I you saw know, that one. I saw that one. You know, that that we did. But the truth is, if you 
were any girl from a nice family or you had a good education and you wanted something out of life, you knew the parameters you had to work in and you weren't going to bed for as a hookup. You weren't doing those kind of things mm-hmm. because it would get back right. to your parents and your parents very often would throw you the hell out of the house. They mm-hmm. wouldn't tolerate that kind of stuff. Certainly grandparents wouldn't have tolerated it. And we all lived, most people lived within they weren't as nuclear. Their grandparents, their uncles, everybody sort of lived together. I mean, now we're talking about one lives in the West Coast, one lives in the East Coast, one lives in the South. It was Mm -hmm. very different uh, then. You weren't as mobile. And even going to universities, you basically, if you lived in the Northeast, you basically stayed in the Northeast to go to university. It was not, that's the difference. You were not as sophisticated, I guess, or maybe as worldly as as Mm -hmm. you girls are today. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's better today. <laughs> it's it's different. It's it can be. Yeah, I know it, it's interesting about the realistic versus unrealistic because it's like I've talked about these things. You know, with my parents too, and my grandparents at one point. You know how dating was different because the, the potential circle of your dating pool was smaller, so you didn't necessarily have these expectations of oh, there's more out there, there's better out there. But now your dating pool essentially is the whole world if you want it to be. Right. So you're always looking for the next best and thing. Wrong. And I think that's a whole thing with our generation in general is like, not even just in dating, but in, in jobs and friends, anything, you're always kind of wondering, like, is there better out there? Is there more out there? Because you just feel like there's an endless world out there that before was so small. Mm. And it's very interesting. We did something cute the other day about hairstyles. I was just going to bring it and, and these movie stars and, and, the oh, yeah, yeah. and, and the truth is, at the end of it, we looked at Dwight D. Eisenhower, which you probably none of you girls even know who he is. He was the president when I was growing up in the 50s. And he was the most powerful man on earth. And he had no hair. And he was ugly. <laughs> and we looked at it. I mean, it was it was who, you know, it, it just you can't look at somebody because he looks good or that his body looks good. You have to look beyond those superficial things. And I think so much today isn't looked at like that. If you're a nice person and you could have a good life together. That's the most important thing because looks fade. Nobody is the same when you're 24 as when you're 40. It just doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. That's Hollywood that makes you think it does. So you have to say, do I have a common thread? Do I like the same things? Are my goals the same? Uh, Is my faith the same? Is my respect for family the same? And I think those become values that you need to guide you in a relationship. If your values are not the same and you and you, the guy is oh, super cool, you're going to end up hating that guy and he's not going to be so super cool in the end. Um, so I think a lot of this is um, maturity, naturally, since I've been around a while, and understanding that the world is a big place, but don't make it so big that you can't be realistic. Mm-hmm. Try to, you know, pull it back if right. you can. I love, I, like I love this like discussion about values. I think that that's something people our age tend to overlook a lot when they're dating. Like they see the next, oh, that's shiny and cool, but can we build a life together? How do you I realize think- too late? Right. And yeah. then it's too late. The guy's gone off with somebody else and you're sitting there waiting for God knows who. <laughs> that's exactly right. How do you think these values are developed? Like, how do you, do you think that, you know, family has a lot of input in that upbringing? How do you think that these values come to fruition? Because I think that people, especially our age are having trouble, I guess, like recognizing what their values are when they're dating. 
Well, I think, yeah, like the way you were raised does have a lot to do with it. But I also don't want to blame things on parents sometimes because I know a lot of people with like divorced parents and they really want like healthy <laughs> relationships. And I think that's actually something that's different because I was talking to not you, but some other people around your age because I'm in Florida and that's what I do here. And um, old. everyone's <laughs> old. But yeah, they were like, oh, don't date someone with divorced parents. And I was like, that's just not even... Well, that's not reality. Like, that's like everyone's divorced. divorced. Like, exactly. so, Everyone. There's more divorce than there is yeah. marriage right yeah. now. Whatever it is. Yeah. I think like people who want to work on themselves or like are in touch with their emotions like those are like good values to have I think because this is like you know a Jewish group here like I think being Jewish like a lot of those families are like raised with very good values and especially in relationships and probably like I mean if we're just this is just a conversation about like what shapes you like the company you keep like I don't know and like the education you have maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you have more values that come from your family than necessarily your education, because I'm not sure what they're teaching in universities anymore. So I'm, I'm, I'm not clear on that. Um, but I do think that um, if you respect a good that you're a good person, that you help others, it's the same basics that have been going on forever. Um, and I think that um, if the person is not good to you, or uh, you should not go on with a relationship. If somebody can't think about your feelings first, or at least include you in a conversation about a feelings, then why bother even continuing? You're not going to change anybody. Nobody changes. This is what I've tried to say to you over and over again. People's personalities basically stay the same. If anything, as somebody ages, they became more dug into those personalities. So um, I think don't go into a relationship, girls, that you want to change somebody. If you don't like them in the beginning and you don't like where they're coming from, don't continue it. I don't, I don't agree. Oh gosh. You're always trying to change somebody and nobody. I agree. See, I, I think I get along a lot. I really do think there's different levels of change. You know, someone can change for the bad. That's a thing, you know, they can be really great and maybe something happened. And, And I mean, to be honest, we were talking about divorce before. That's a lot. Why a lot of people are getting divorced is because I've heard the same quote. They're not the same person they were when I married them. I agree. You can't change a person. Like so many times you go into a situation thinking, oh, um, I can help them change this, this and that. And it'll be great. You can't going in with that mentality. No, but I am saying I do think people in general can change into a different type of person. And it also affects who they hang out with. Well, I think people can like better themselves. Like you can't say that like how you are one day. And if you really want to become like a more considerate person that that's impossible, you can never do that. Like that's, of course that. I just think you have to realize what you want. If you're, if you don't mind a lot of the traits that the young man or the young woman is, is has, then go for it. But if you see something that's, what is it? The red flag, mm-hmm. don't pursue it because right. it's never going to yeah. happen. And it's going to make you unhappy. And when you're unhappy, then everybody around you is unhappy. And that's a bad thing. That's a good point. Okay. So with everything we're talking about, with all of this built up, how does that affect Jewish dating? We we talk about this a lot, that someone will date someone because they're Jewish, because they want to marry Jewish. 
Okay, well, that's so they'll forget about a lot of the red flags because Uh, they're like, I need to marry Jewett. I think that's just one of many, many virtues. First of all, you can go out with a person who's not Jewish who could be wonderful and make a wonderful mate. So I wouldn't, you know, but if you come from a very religious background where that would matter, then don't start it in the beginning. That's my only advice to anybody who's young. That's great advice. And uh, because I know you can fall in love with anybody and then you'll be miserable your whole life thinking about what have, what would have happened. So don't put yourself in a position of that. If you see that you've, you've fallen in love with someone who's not Jewish, fine. What's the difference? I mean, you know what? You could be a wonderful person. You'll have a wonderful life together. I don't think it matters anymore. I really don't. Unless you're very devout and then your family would not accept it. That's another issue. I'm calling BS. What? I think you want me to be with someone Jewish. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm not. But I'm saying if you've heard. Yeah, but somebody. we're not extremely religious. No. And I think. It just makes it easier. It's one less thing to fight about. Right. That's really the pro- The really the issue. So we kind of going off of what you just said, how do you feel that parents and even grandparents do affect feelings when it comes to choosing a partner that is Jewish? Do you think that there's more pressure there even if it's not like if it's like unspoken pressure like yeah. 99% is pressure um i think it's i get i get like the one less thing to fight about thing it's like one less thing for them to like have over me if i bring someone home um oh, right she was calling bs she was calling yeah, bs that's so true because your mother loved you had a had a non-jewish boyfriend for a very long time and i think your mother loved him i think she would have married him <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not. I think if it's a nice person, you make exceptions. However, why start in the beginning? If you don't start, then you don't have the problem. No, I and again, like, I think I would never hear the end of it. Like it's an it's a serious like maybe it's unintentional because you don't you clearly don't realize. But it's like a serious guilt thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jewish um, guilt is a real thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel it with every decision. If like, I, I say this all the time, but like, I'm the most indecisive. And if I'm at a restaurant and I That's order true. steak instead of salmon, my mom will be like, why would, why'd you make that decision? Like, what's your problem? And it's like, everything is, you feel guilty about it. It's poor noise complaint. But like, um, I think that, yeah, marrying Jewish, it just seems like something that's been done with in our faith or culture for, for a very long time. It's like a, priority for us, I I guess. And even though I'm not that religious, I am like very culturally Jewish. So just pretty... makes life easier. Yeah, I guess. That's what right. I mean. And even on a dating app too, like you're gonna browse and check that like are you Jewish? It's like the extra effort. Yeah, because also it's like sometimes it's not even about the religion. It's like about you culture. like have it's culture. It's, it's like culture. things you can relate on. Right. Whether, it's an understanding. Like, yeah, it's so basic, but it's like even as we're having this conversation now, like we our moms, I'm sure, like have that same sort of like vibe. What do I do in my spare time, Kim? I play a Jewish mom on TikTok who tells people to marry doctors or lawyers. Okay. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, I have to show you. And and like and you have a like following of people who relate to it. Yeah, it's a real genuine thing. I will say though that people do find it offensive. When someone says, I only date Jewish or someone asks them out, there's like, no, I want to marry someone Jewish. So that's something we talk about a lot. Too. Yeah, I've had I've had a friend before when I I met when I was studying abroad and me and my other friend were both we're not like super religious, but we are like 
very connected. And we were explaining to him how we would only, we only date Jewish guys. And he was like, isn't that not racist, but basically he's trying to say that. And we're like, no, because it's, it's like, it's a dating preference because we know that like on average, someone that's Jewish is also going to feel, you know, X, Y, and Z about these types of things. Also holidays, whatever. Also, if there are like some preferences. And do you say, don't change anyone. If you know that you want these things in your life, it's important that you're not going to change them or make them do a certain religious thing that they're not comfortable with. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I remember even going into one of my last relationships, like a weekend, I was talking about it with a friend of mine. And as someone who grew up modern Orthodox, more traditional and observant. And I said, Oh yeah. Like I've been going out with this guy. He is very reformed. Even then they said, be careful with that. Like, you know, cause they're, you're not going to change him to become more religious. And they were so true. Like they were so we're right. all at different stages, out, by the way. Know? We all have a different Jewish identity. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's really, you know, it's so crucial, like you're saying, to find that common ground, because I know that, like, I definitely relate much more to, first of all, Jewish people, but second of all, Jewish people that grew up similarly to me. And that's definitely, like, has affected my dating, has affected, you know, my outlook on what I want in the future. And I think like there are these tendencies that a lot of Jewish people in general will have that like other cultures might just not understand. Right. Do you think that dating within (laughs) the Jewish community can be a little bit scarier because a lot of times everyone just knows each other and like you find out that like, oh, like I'm going out with this person who so knows someone and like reputations can be my god rebecca feinstein hooked up with my friend at camp and like totally cheated on him behind the like boys bunk in b6 i actually think it's a good thing yeah i I like having like a one one friend in common at least Mm -hmm. like say that oh absolutely like i i met my boyfriend on hinge and like he knows this you know before our first date i did all the internet stalking and i did that for any date i went on in general whether it was before that, you know, any day I had mutual over. friends with your boyfriend. Like yeah. I was literally yeah. with one of his friends at a birthday getaway. And he found out from like seeing the same Snapchat as her. Yeah. And he's that not was, like Jewish geography. He's uh, from the Midwest. Like, how does that happen? Like, please explain. But he went to Yeshiva in Israel with this person who knows this person. And it's like, you know, it all just comes together. <laughs> That's good. We love that. I, I love finding the random connections. You're we, a pro-Jewish, yeah. You go into these dates then when you go on first dates, if they're from an app or from a setup or anything, you go in kind of knowing, okay, like they've been a little, you know, vouched for by other people. And the before, first 20 minutes is about mutual friends. 100%. Always, every date. Otherwise you're doing Jewish dating wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, well, we are going to head to a game to play with you guys. It's pretty standard. It's called cute or cringe. You can only pick one. There's no middle ground. A lot of people like to choose like cutie, cringy. No, 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 no. Cute, cringe. Got it. All right, so cute or cringe, grandma sets you up on a date. And grandma, you can answer this too. Cute. Cute. Okay. Okay, cute or cringe, your mom finds out about the guy you're seeing. From, we're all from old. me or from who? Either from maybe me. grandma. Grandma tells your mom about the guy you're seeing. Dude, who cares? Cute. Who cares? <laughs> for this. Yeah, I feel Just, like I tell. I like I'm the first one to tell them. Right. But before yeah. I even go yeah. out. So 
Kim's built different. Okay, Marla. <laughs> okay, cuter cringe. A guy holds every single door for you. Cute. Sorry, Cute. Like it. <laughs> she did say chivalry is not dead. True, true. Okay, cuter cringe. A guy who is not dating you sends flatwares early on. Cute. Cute. But um, I am teetering, but cute. I'm not teetering. I think it's nice. Even if it was like the first time you met? Um, cringe after first time because I might not like them back. And then it's like really awkward. But if we got on like five dates. I think after a first date, he sends flowers. That means he likes you. It means cute. he's desperate. He's not desperate. I like it. <laughs> I thought you were great. That's that's all it He's is. He's trying don't... to lock you down after one day because he doesn't have other options. Okay. <laughs> now you're never going to find out who that person was that sent you those flowers. You just blew she it. was trying to help you. <laughs> you just blew it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cuter cringe when the guy makes three different reservations and asks you to pick one. Oh, cringe because be decisive. Tell me where we're going. Like, don't no. Especially with you, because you're so indecisive. Yeah. You can't make up I just, mind. I just want something to make. Lots of <laughs> I actually saw a TikTok where it was like, why is my man so great? He made three reservations and asked me to pick one. And that's where I got that. Oh, really? That's funny. Oh, God. I'm the same way. I'm very indecisive. I'm like, you can make the entire plan. I don't even care. Like, I don't care. You just make the decision. So I don't have to think about it. I, I don't like making the plan. I, I love when the plan is made for me. <laughs> yeah, I care what it is, but they better do like make the right. plan what I would like. to. I do. like making plans when it's like a moment about them. But like if it's just like a typical like whatever, like obviously keep me in the know. Are you feeling sushi? Are you feeling right, right, right. You know, whatever? Agreed. You want some input. Exactly. Okay, cute or cringe when a guy you're seeing texts your mom to make sure you got home okay. No, cringe. That's a cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I say that's a cringe. Yeah. Okay, cute or cringe. She has too many drinks on the first date. Cringe. Cringe. What if he's nervous? Too bad. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You shouldn't you be shouldn't drunk dr- on a first date. You shouldn't be drinking like from that's how you deal with nervousness and right. anxiety. You get drunk, like no. not, not judgment. It's just like, I don't know. That's not what I want the guy to like do. And you shouldn't do it either. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Cute or cringe shows up in a suit and tie on the first date. Hmm. Well, it depends Is where you're coming going. from work. Yeah. It might be a, it might uh, be a lawyer, might be a banker. I mean, if that's he's all not, right. If he's not like, if he wasn't if he's intentionally date. going to this date dressed like that for you. No, cringe. Oh, I don't know. Cause that's so that. formal. Like, it depends where you're going. But, okay. Let's say you're, you're going to a regular restaurant. If he's coming from work, it's acceptable. If it's on yeah, Saturday, if, if he was where, right. Right. It's Saturday, you know, if it's Saturday a, night, right. that should be the question. Right. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you know what? Let's, <laughs> pretend, let's pretend it's Saturday night. Your grandfather would wear a jacket and a tie uh, on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. So I but think it depends on how formal they are. It's usually a little, if, especially if you live in. You cringe though. I, I, I don't think it's cute. I don't think it matters. Okay. So cringe. Mm. I'll cringe. Say. <laughs> you're pushing the button. You're telling me to say cringe. Okay. Cute or cringe. Every time you're together, he posts on social media. Oh, cringe. Cringe. 
What do you, can you like speak on that for a second? I don't think anyone you're dating should be on social media about your relationship. <laughs> yeah, everyone's on social media. No, you don't put your dates on social media. Then it's nobody's business who you're dating. It's none of your friend's business. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't need his business put on it. And you should do the same. And I don't like to see anybody who's dating. Now, it's one thing if you're, you're showing everybody you went to this restaurant and this, this dessert you ate, fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're dating somebody, my, put it to yourself. And what do you think about couples that like do it all the time? I think they're looking for somebody else. Mm. That's fair. <laughs> I think I, I mean, I kind of disagree. I think like it's part of your life. And like, if you're, if you're active on social media in general, and like some of the things you're posting is with your boyfriend or girlfriend, that makes sense. But if you only post about that and like, it's like excessive, then it's like cringy. But yeah, that's like clearly this was the advice I'm getting, which is why yeah. I wasn't posting a lot about my. And, and also, do you think that if someone is all about social media and they don't post you, that that's an insult? Uh, yeah, I think it's quite interesting. I've dated people who never posted me and now they're extremely active and I'm oh. a little confused <laughs> why. But it happens. Um, I don't really know. I, I try not to like overanalyze. Right. We're not the Kardashians. But you know what's funny? Some, you know how people like girls are like, oh, he viewed my story. That means he likes yeah. me. like, yeah. obviously yeah. that's not true because like everyone swipes through everyone's stories. But once someone texted me and was like, you looked at my story, like a guy, you looked at my story, but you didn't text me back or something. So people like people. Uh, gross. I can't believe he did that. That's cringe. No, that's our next cuter cringe. Next <laughs> I'm just like, my mind is like running wild right now with you saying like, oh, when a guy like is dating you and doesn't post you at all and then you break up. And then they start posting all the time. Like, yeah, why? Really my life. Wow. Like I had to unfollow an ex because I was just like, this is just getting annoying. Like, I don't need to see you posting so much with this girl you started dating. Like, I don't care, but it's like, I don't know. After the breakup, was he doing that? Like as soon as he was in a new relationship or right after you broke yeah. up? The, the relationship was already quick after the breakup. We broke up. He immediately started posting like random stuff on social media. And I was like, okay, like whatever. I believe it was exactly a month later after our breakup, he started seeing a new girl all the time. It feels deliberately like toward you that like he went extreme in the other way. Yeah, and it was crazy because I would like tell some of my friends like, oh, this is like what they're like, Maxine, you're too full of it. Like this is not directed towards you. I'm like, how could it not be? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> could it not be like I don't know I mean I I literally we broke up and a month later exactly I ran into him on the street with the new girl and then like a few days later it was like posting on their dates like like tagging each other in like food pics and I was just like verification of Maxine to run into him to get his like it wasn't worth your time anyway he was oh probably- my god no not at all that's life guys literally life, life. This is what happens. You know, the minute you're you're finished dating, it's fair game for them to go out with somebody else. So that's that's it. By the way, seeing him in a new relationship so soon after was for me, it was almost like it was time for me to get over. It was a blessing in disguise, which I tell Maxine all the time. Because I also their relationship ending is what got us to be close again. And this is what I say to Kimmy, and I and I think I should say it to you girls too. You should be happy within yourselves. Um, a guy does not make you happy. No. Never. 
You have to be within yourself happy. And then if somebody comes along that you do have a relationship with and you develop a happy state of uh, ecstasy together, perfect. But I could be just as happy sitting with a bunch of my girlfriends having dinner than with any guy. So, you know what? Don't make it all about, uh, and I'm going to end it like this. Don't make it all about the guy. It's got to be about you finding peace within yourself and making yourself feel good about yourself. It doesn't depend on a guy making you feel good. That'll never work. Literally could not agree more. We have one last really quick game that we're going to play. Rapid fire. Um, it just called, is is he hot or just Jewish? So it's a list of Jewish celebrities. You would just say, oh, they, is that person actually attractive? Or like they're just Jewish as in that's just what makes them attractive. All right. <laughs> I haven't played this one before. In my own head, I have, I guess. Zach Efron, hot or just Jewish? Hot. I didn't even know he was Jewish. He's my favorite person. <laughs> okay, Adam Sandler, hot or Jewish? Jewish. Gail, you can answer too. I, I really don't like any of them. Okay. <laughs> you you can answer those, but go ahead. They're they're fine. All right, David Schwimmer. From um, Friends. Ju- yeah, Jewish. Yeah, Jewish. <laughs> Drake. The way you sound so disappointed. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear some intellectual ones, guys. I mean, these are just all somebody I wouldn't even waste my time with. Um, who was the Drake? Oh, Drake. Drake. Oh, hot. Okay. So hot. <laughs> oh, that sweatshirt that he made. Yeah, I do. Ben Stiller. She's Jewish. <laughs> right, Ben Stiller is Jewish. <laughs> Right. That's your only quality at this no, point. You don't understand the game. I think I she's understand the game. I get it. I don't like any of them. They're okay. all Jewish. They're okay. fine. Yeah. They're all Jewish. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> they're all Jewish. All, all, all Jewish. Jewish. They're all Jewish. If they're hot or if they're I don't just think Jewish. Any of those okay. people so far are hot. Okay. 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 Paul Rudd. Oh. Oh, he's hot. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> he's hot. He was sexiest man alive, so I guess exactly. I my clothes were not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Josh Peck. That's from Drake and Josh. Yeah. Uh, Jewish. Yeah. I just can't get the like young Josh out of my. Yeah, like he's so cute now. But he's, like, he's so, so cute, cute with his kid now, and just yeah. Jewish. It's so he, yeah, he posts really cute stuff about like sharing Judaism with his kid on on his Instagram. Yeah, it's really pure. Um, Adam Levine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, From Maroon Five, right? Yeah, Yeah. we're so bad with like pop culture. Um, Hot. You're gonna know the last two, I promise. Okay. Hot, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know them, so I. I, Okay, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, he's hot. Mm-hmm. He's hot. Jewish, too? <laughs> and last but not least, Larry David. Oh, that's the love of our lives. <laughs> I mean, we think he's... So is and is he's he hot? hot? Or Jewish? Yep. Both. All right. <laughs> oh, um, I love this. Okay, perfect. And so where can people find you guys on social media? 
So we are at Excuse My Grandma on TikTok and Instagram. And our podcast is Excuse My Grandma. You can listen on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, and my personal is at Kim Merstein. Amazing. And if somebody knows who sent those flowers, send it in. No, we're never going to find out. (laughs) There's someone in your building that's like heartbroken because they were expecting flowers. flowers. The card fell out of those flowers and it's lying on the street somewhere. Okay. And last but not least, what is your definition of a schmuck boy? Both of you. Mm. Wait, I need to think. My definition would be somebody who doesn't care about me and only is interested in themselves. That's good. I think mine is someone who doesn't want a real connection or relationship and they're just like out there playing the field. Okay. That's the same thing. Great definition. It's hard. And is there anything else you guys want to share? We've shared more than enough. <laughs> it's been great. No, yeah, I just want to make sure if any lasting remarks, anything people should look out for. No, I think just people should be happy. And don't don't go about the world today. It's got we have so many problems in this world. You know, give a little happiness back to your to your friends or to your family and stop stop thinking about the impossible things that we can't fix. Just fix the small things first. Great. Good great. And potential pop reveal. Who knows, guys? Yeah, maybe we'll see Poppy eventually. Oh, Poppy. (laughs) hiding somewhere. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so, so much for coming on. It was so great speaking to you. Thank you so much. much. It was so good to meet you both. So nice to meet all of you. It was fun. Thanks for listening. And as always, follow us on our social medias at Schmuck Boys Official on Instagram and TikTok and email us at schmuckboysofficial at gmail.com with questions, comments, suggestions. If you want advice, we are here for you. So happy Passover and Schmuck Boys out. Cause you're just a schmuck boy. You're just a schmuck boy that's trying to Another schmuck boy Cause you're just a schmuck boy You're just a schmuck